AM 1050, News Talk KCAA. Coming up next, Sin Censura, the three guys rent. You ready for the pain? I feel completely dirty when you're done. Irvin, are you ready for blast off? <laughs> I told you not to eat Indian food, man. How are you blasted off? <laughs> Prematurely. We are. The three guys rant. Arvin, Mike, and Phil. I already feel good. Call us at 855-69-3-GUYS. And if you didn't understand that, let me tell you to do the English, because that was Puerto Rico. You are listening to the three guys rant. 855-69-3-GUYS. That's 693-4896. 693? All right, welcome back to another edition of the Three Guys Rent on NBC News Radio KCAA, ten fifty a.m. I hope everybody's awake and heard that. And I want to start off by saying to everybody, thank you, thank you. We always say nobody listens, and they still think nobody does. But I checked out the numbers this morning, and I got to say, uh, our videos on YouTube have exceeded 85,000 views. We have almost 1,500 subscribers on YouTube alone. Uh, over 40,000 followers on Twitter, almost 20,000 followers on Facebook, and we're hitting um, different corners of the world. So I'm going to say they listen because they have no idea what the hell we're saying because they probably don't even speak English. But thank you anyways. I'm not sure you speak English. I'm, I'm not, not sure the listeners care, but that's all right. <laughs> you know what? It, whether the radio is just on on 10.50 a.m. and they're just driving home hoping that there isn't an accident, I'm okay with that because it still counts. It registers on some on some uh, radar somewhere. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> um, right. I know I know we have a, a, a jam-packed show, but I do got to say um, – my my hero George Lopez. I, I don't know. I don't know if you heard what happened, but uh, he he. Uh, I feel a little repu, uh, repu, uh, repu What's the word? I have no idea what you're trying to say. Uh. Payback, payback. I feel good because what happened to him happened to me in Vegas when I went out to go see him in a casino floor. But why is that? Why is that payback? Yeah, that's well, the part I don't understand. I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know if it's necessary payback, but it, it's it's sweet sweet joy. But is is that a true story or was that just rumors? No, it's a true story. It's a true okay. story. I looked into it. Um, oh, so if you verified that, it, then it's got to be true. If I verified it, it's absolutely true. But for nobody that knows, for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about. For nobody was, that knows. For nobody that knows. Not only will you learn how to speak English here properly, when Arvin does his dissertation, you learn things. Now, um, yeah, I don't know what the hell you just said. That's that's <laughs> that's too many $10 words. But for anybody that that loves George Lopez, he was actually out in Canada. He was performing. I think I think it was Thursday night of last week, if I'm not mistaken. And then he did a second performance on Friday night. Now the whole thing was that uh, I guess he started drinking. He did a show after afterwards, kept drinking, and ended up passing out in the middle of the casino floor and just laid out to the point where people were taking pictures. It hit it hit the web uh, the webosphere and. Uh, they ended up calling security the Mounties because they're not cops up there. Ended up showing up and taking them in. There was no, no, uh, no, um, what do you call it? Charges pressed? Suppressed charges? Why are you asking us? It's your story. I know. You verified it. I verified it. <laughs> you, so you anyway, told, didn't you say you had to call Rob Ford to verify the know story? You what? It, it, that's, that's where the tie-in is because okay. apparently that's he says he doesn't remember is. anything, but the one thing he does remember from the whole event is when the Mounties took him in, they said, hey, if you keep it up, you can run for mayor in Canada. 
that's the tie-in. So, anyways, I gotta say, <laughs> I gotta say, I, I'm happy to hear it because the last time I was in Vegas, um, see, there's a picture. There's a picture. I mean, he's like passed hey, out bro, on the you floor. You want to explain to people who don't know what picture you're talking about? Oh, anybody, anybody listening to my <laughs> sweet, sweet voice, make sure to check out the threeguysrent.com or kcaaradio.com and you'll see everything we're talking about so again it put a smile on my face because the last time i went to go see him in person i passed out on the casino floor and missed the whole show all right let's go to something more fun than you rasha are you there hello rasha, rasha hung up she's like screw these guys no i'm here i'm here somebody pushed the wrong button hey guys how are you hey. I am great. I was trying to follow uh, Arvin's little Vegas story here. None of us could. We don't know what the hell he We got maps and diagrams over here and still don't know what the hell he was talking about. <laughs> me too. Okay. So it wasn't just me, right? No. All, all I was trying to say is that George Lopez passed out in a casino. That's all I was saying. You know, we could have done and that two hours ago. Did you tweet this picture? What's that? Did you tweet this picture? You know what? I, I will. For anybody listening, I'm going to tweet it. It'll be up in the next uh, two minutes. Now, the important right. thing is can you crash Twitter with it? Exactly, and that was what I was going to talk about. Are we going so to talk about the Oscars? Are we going to talk about Adele Dazim? <laughs> <laughs> Phil, are you going to start talking about things that mean nothing to men? Uh, it'll be something to Rasha. <laughs> you guys are horrible. That's all that matters. Go ahead, Rasha. I don't want to interrupt you any further. No, no, not at all. Well, obviously, you guys have heard about the big um, Ellen DeGeneres selfie that hit Twitter and actually what broke the record. She had about. 100,000 retweets within five minutes. Yeah, it was something obscene. 1.9 million retweets and nearly 900,000 favorites. I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe she exceeded the 1 million mark within the hour. The last time I, I noticed, I think it was closer to 2.5 million within like two hours of the of the initial tweet. I yes. have no idea where it stopped. You're right. And it's, and it, I mean, for people who are tuning in right now, if they missed it, which I, I can't imagine anybody would, it was a a selfie with Kevin Spacey, Julia Roberts, um, Brad, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Oh my gosh, Bradley Cooper, Marilyn Streep. It was an amazing picture, actually, a lot of fun. But did you guys know the reason I'm actually bringing this up is this was kind of a bit of a planned uh, tweet. Oh, that I did. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah, Samsung paid what twenty million dollars for that. It was. It yes, it was a Samsung. So. The tweet, the way she did it, that was up to her. But apparently, Samsung executives had actually trained Ellen on how to use the Samsung Galaxy during some part in the Oscars so that she could actually tweet some posts out. And um, they said that they would donate $3 million to charities. Um, Wait a minute. From, from Wait a minute. This. So sh the charity gets 3 and she got 20 for being trained how to use a phone? No, no, she didn't get 20 No, she didn't get 20 They paid for she product placement. They, oh. they, they spent the money on the advertising for this. Basically, they told her that they would help donate money to some of her, her favorite charities. And I think, um, I'm just, as I'm talking to you guys, I'm just checking. I believe that one of her charities is St. Jude's, if I'm not mistaken. And that's where, um, that's where yeah, St. Jude's and the Humane Society. So they are donating $1.5 million to those two charities that that's were chosen awesome. by her. Okay, then I'm not completely upset about it. Yeah. So it wasn't so completely cool. unplanned. Um, I guess there's always some type of marketing scheme to something, right? Absolutely. Always. Yep. Now, now, now are you guys uh, fans with Dancing with the Stars? Any of you guys? I know Arvin, Arvin can dance, right? Rasha, I, I have a bone to pick with that because there's already a clear winner in that whole thing. <laughs> oh, there is. 
Okay, so you so you guys have obviously heard about the the lineup for season eighteen, right? Well, Which no, starts in two the, weeks. The only thing that caught my attention is that I heard that there's professional ice skating dancers that are going to be uh, uh, part of the lineup. Yeah, it's crazy. They've got Meryl Davis, who's an Olympic ice dancer. But then, I mean, look at the look at the lineup, guys. You've got Sean Avery, who's a former pro hockey player. You've got. Um, do you remember DJ from Full House? Yes. Uh, isn't, isn't Cameron... Uh, Candace Cameron. Cameron? Right. I was going to say Cameron Diaz. Yeah, she's on. And then you remember the beautiful Winnie from... Um, what's that show? The Wonder Years? Wonder yeah. Years? Well, I've heard that before, but that's a different story altogether. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Danica McKellar. And then we've got a swimmer. We've got Billy D. Williams, who's, what, 76 years old? Ra- Rasha, I have two questions. Yes. What the Go hell on. are the conditions to get put on the show? Because... That makes no sense, that lineup. And number two, if the ice skater can get gold on ice, what the hell are they going to be able to do? Can you imagine what they're going to do when they can actually dance in regular shoes? You know what? I think that's a great question you bring up. And by the way, before we move on, it's Charlie White. You're right. So there's two Olympic ice dancers. I think now as a dancer myself, I got to tell you, that's two different things, dancing on ice and dancing on a regular floor. I, I'm, so, pu- I'm putting I'm putting my bet, uh, all my money on that individual right now. I, I'm going to yeah. say that they're going to win it. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, I mean, we've got a snowboarder in there and another musician. So I'm not really sure about this lineup. I, I don't know how these guys are going to do. You know what? Why don't we ask Arvin? I mean, because he was in the show once before. What, what season were you were you in the show? Oh, yeah. Arvin, that's right. I already know where you're going he, with he, it. And screw he, of you, course, man. He, he went in dressed as uh, Chaz Bono. I knew but, it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I knew that's where you were going with it. <laughs> so, how was it, Arvin? Give us a scoop, Arvin. I got to say, the goodie bags that they let me take home were just fantastic. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you got to say? That's all I'm saying. Hey, Russell. All right, well, we're going to see if your, uh, your predictions are right on who's going to win this one. Because I think I really need to watch the first episode to kind of predict. I, it's going to be interesting. That's all I got to say. It's a very interesting lineup. And you know what's going to be crazy, guys, is that Brooke Burke, she's not there anymore as the host. No, it's going to be the girl from ESPN, right? Yeah, yeah. Erin Andrews? Erin Andrews, yeah. Erin Andrews. Aaron, yeah, so no more Brooke. So that, that should be kind of uh, interesting to see how, how the show plays out, too, without Brooke there. Because I, I kind of liked her. I, I don't watch the show. I just read the news. Yeah, so I don't either. So. I, 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 for me, I, it didn't matter to me. I, I was now, I, Rasha, before the segment ends, I wanted to ask you what your take was, or did you laugh about the whole Adele Dazeem incident on uh, Sunday? You know what? I did laugh about it, and I thought, <laughs> I thought I thought it was funny for the moment. But then after that, I was just like, can we please? I mean, that's all we're still talking about in the media. That's all that's still being tweeted about. Three days out, and they're still harping on this. So I don't know. I kind of think it's it's done. It was we had its fun moment, and we moved on. What were your guys' feelings about it? I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I didn't watch the show. Dina Menzel. Okay. Okay. She's the the voice of one of the actors in Frozen. Okay. The little girl, and then she Let also sings "Let It Go." Okay. From Frozen. Right. So John Travolta came up to introduce her. That's what they were talking about. So he comes out and he says, you know, that she's electrically charged, and uh, he made a com a reference to Wicked, which okay, she was Elphaba, which Arvin still has no clue about. So then he says, you know, the lovely Adele Dazim. And Claude <laughs> and I look totally at her. Butchered her name. Yeah, and and the crowd kind of laughs, and people are wondering what the hell's going on. And afterwards, they asked him, he's like, I don't know what I saw. But, <laughs> <laughs> so after she finished singing, then you had Ellen coming out, and she's like, that was Adina Menzel. Because Adina Menzel can really sing. You know, she, was, she said her name two or three times. And it, yeah, so but it, I don't it was, think it was just saying, wasn't there a couple people that just, I don't know what the hell came out of their mouth? 
No, it, his was the uh, the big guy for the night. So it, it was. Yeah, bet- his was a big mess up. I yeah. mean, that that was a huge mess up. So between and they, people have just been, and it's it's if you guys you know, on Facebook too, it's hilarious. Like Facebook and Twitter, people are now like coming up with different names and skewing around with their own names and stuff. I think it's hilarious, but it's just like, come on, guys, I'm over it. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Russia, can, can you answer a question? What the hell's going on with John Travolta's hair? With who? With with his hair, John Travolta. I mean, oh God. <laughs> He's definitely going to see the wrong hairstylist. But come on, you got to admit that hair does not move. You know what? That hair should have its own Twitter account. <laughs> it's, it's like he's wearing a helmet. <laughs> Is it even real? I mean, it, you know, it could be like a wig that's just kind of made like that. He just takes it off and puts it back on. I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say he's probably bald, and the little hair that he has is probably all white. Yeah, and then he just sticks this thing on. But before I go, guys, last little thing that's also been hitting the waves all day today. You know, they're launching a show on OWN, Oprah Winfrey's network with Lindsay Lohan. Yes. I don't know how that's going to do. Not a fan at all. Um, It's debuting on March 9th, and it's interesting because you've actually got Oprah telling her to cut the BS. So it should be interesting to see how this show does on that network. Rasha, thank you so much for calling in. The segment's coming down. We look forward to hearing from you this week. All right. See you soon. Have a good one, guys. Do we have your attention? When it comes to tequila, two things matter. Heart and passion. Never compromising integrity for mass production. Number one, tequila delivers the goods. Taste the heart and passion of Mexico in every bottle. We make it right. We make it fun. Superior tequila. There's only number one. There's only number one. There's only number one. The Share Foundation is the health division of the Koi Chiropractic Institute, a 501c3 509a2 public nonprofit organization dedicated to the growth and development of the natural health care services. In particular, through the chiropractic profession, offering health services at the SHARE clinics in the greater Los Angeles area. Your donations can help in expanding these facilities across the nation. Research programs and public education thus offering a solution to the many of the health challenges we face. Your donations are tax deductible and can be sent through our website at www.sharefoundation.com. That's www.sharefoundation.com by clicking on the donation button. Thank you. A home is the biggest investment in most people's lives. Buying or selling should be a positive experience. Whether you want to be a wealthy real estate investor or just trying to find a place to call home, at AJR Associates, we focus on the client's needs. We understand the market better than most. Let us bring the value to you and make the right choice. AJR Associates, making your dream house a reality. Call us today for a free consultation at 562-882-1976. Or you can log on to www.agrrealtors.com. With a track record of great results, bringing knowledge, wisdom, and expertise to you. Hablamos Español.
right, we're back from the break. For all of you who wanted to go back in time. Is that, that what was, the hell that was? That was Mr. Roboto, baby, bringing us back from the break. I know that we're going to have a uh, special guest right now call in. You know, what's funny is, let me just comment. Every week of late, Arvin has been doing a better and better job about bringing on guests, getting people on the phone. And once again, he's managed to bring a guest who makes the rest of us feel and look like slackers. Speak for yourself, my friend. Really? Go ahead. Introduce him. Pete, how you doing, buddy? You on uh, you on the line with us? Hello. There he is. <laughs> how you doing, Pete? Good. Now, yeah, sorry, uh, I lost you there for a second. No, no worries. And, and for anybody listening, I, I'm going to try not to butcher your last name. It's Pete Gustin? Yep, Gustin. Pete Gustin. Now... Anybody listening is probably going to recognize is going to recognize your voice, but for anybody that is not sure, Pete Gustin is a voiceover artist uh, and audio production guru, and and I love that title. Is 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 that a title that you gave yourself? Yeah, I kind of had to come up with voiceover artist, voiceover actor. There's tons of those, and I, I, I also take care of uh, tons of production for radio stations and and pro sports franchises and. I was sitting there trying to figure out what the heck I am. I'm like, audio production guy? Audio production <laughs> dude? I don't know. Like, you know what? I, I you like... Know, guru, I, seem to fit. I, I, if it's not guru, I like audio production uh, dude. I like that a lot. But I, I got <laughs> to say, your, your, your resume is off the chart impressive just to start off with. But I had actually come across uh, an article that they did on you on talkers.com. Uh, like okay, you know there, there's tons of voiceover guys, you know, and I just kept reading up. But once once I got into into the uh, nitty gritty of the story, it, it's impressive because um, how would you describe? It? Now, were, were you were you born with with? Uh, I'm not even sure what it's called. Can you tell us more about? Uh, do, do you know what you want to say? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's I, I, if I say it, I will butcher it. It's it's called the the broad spectrum term of what I have is called macular degeneration, and uh, it got renamed when I became a little bit older. I was actually the youngest diagnosed case in America. They caught it when I was in third grade, and it's usually something that your grandmother gets. You get sixty, seventy, eighty years old, and you know you got a, a, a congenitive heart failure, and you got a, your bones are aching, and oh yeah, grandma's got macular degeneration too. It's just kind of one of those throw-ins that happens with age. Right. But for me, I got it the moment I was born. I was pre-programmed to have my eyesight start degenerating, and they did rename it to Stargate's disease, which isn't really any easier to say or spell. Um, but that just basically means macular degeneration for kids. Now, now, for anybody listening, because I, I know that's originally what I thought, uh, isn't that just a fancy word of glaucoma? And shouldn't you have a medical marijuana card by now? <laughs> well, I could try and pull that, but, but I don't think it would work out. <laughs> glaucoma is on the on the front of the eye. Mine, the macular and the retina terms people might be familiar with is the back of the eye. So technically, my eyesight is okay. I mean, I don't even wear glasses, not because I don't need them but because they wouldn't really do anything. My lens is fine, my eyeballs are fine, but the uh, information isn't getting to my brain properly. It's all scrambled and blurry and doesn't work. See, now it makes more sense to me. I, I didn't quite understand it before. And and, and again, it, I mean, all, all that set aside, the, the most impressive part is, is that you actually do voiceovers and... <sighs> I guess the best way to describe it is is you actually have to read what you're what you're speaking. Yeah. yeah that was that was the tricky part of the the whole career path. I mean, ever since I hit puberty and my voice went from sounding like a little girl to sounding like it does now, 
everywhere I went, people were, oh, you should be on the radio. You sound like a movie trailer guy. You should do that. And not only was I built for it vocally, but I, I loved it. The more and more I got into radio and, and uh, broadcast, I, I kept thinking, this is really cool. But when you come out of the gate and you want to be a voiceover guy, you know, you don't get uh, a movie trailer right away. You don't get a job. You're just kind of sitting in a studio by yourself and saying things and putting things together, demo reels. And it wasn't until about a year or two into doing it that I realized that at some point I'd have to read other people's scripts, which is very tricky for someone that can't read words off of a page. Right. Now, I know... it's it's every everything that while you're speaking we actually have your real plane in the background so anybody that's actually streaming us online can see everything that we're seeing um alan is is that video up can can we hear the, the one of him um we, we're gonna have a video here i'm gonna see if i can get him to replay it it actually explains how you do what you do if you don't mind just uh being on hold for a second here well sure. what, what well yeah, he can tell us what he does why do we need the video because he tells us in the video go ahead alan Gustin. I'm a voiceover guy, and I'm legally blind, diagnosed with macular degeneration at the age of eight. When I was 21 years old, I was told by a New York voiceover agent that I'd never be able to make it in this business because I can't read copy off of a page like everyone else. And for a while, I thought he was right. I almost gave up. You see, I'm not like everyone else. I don't do things like everyone else. In fact, how the hell am I even reading this right now? I'm not even looking at it. Well... Take a listen. This computerized voice is this computerized the voice is reading the copy to me in my headphones, and after a solid two years of practice, that's one of the tricks I've taught myself in order to be able to read copy. So now, it's been 15 years since I met that agent, and you've probably heard my voice at some point in your life. You've heard me during the Super Bowl. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town. See what happens at Reebok.com after the game. You've heard me on an international ad campaign for Sony PlayStation. Bring on the best. Of the best. Of the best. Now, Pete, I, I gotta say, it's it's the more I looked into you, the more I've actually heard your voice and so many things and had no idea that was you. I mean, it, it's impressive, the resume. You, you've done everything from, from uh, big-name movies. I think you've done World War Z to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I hope I'm not online, like th- shows like Person of Interest and whatnot. I mean, I mean we're talking about big, big uh, movies and big shows. I've just started auditioning for those big things, but it's, I mean, it's a long, long road to hoe for anybody interested in getting into voiceovers. It's, again, not one of those things you walk into and start one day. You, you start from the very, very bottom. It's, it's akin to deciding when you're 18 years old you want to be an actor, and you hop on a bus, and you go to Los Angeles, and you show up in uh, Hollywood Boulevard and go, now what? Um, but yeah, the the... the biggest challenge for me was getting down there to New York thinking I was going to be starting my voiceover career. I'd been doing okay locally and dealing with my eyesight issues, uh, which weren't as bad as they are now at uh, age 36 as they were when I was 21. But um, yeah, I I got down there at 21 and and got in this guy's office and thought I had a big, booming, cool voice and, and good acting skills. And he told me flat out, he's like, if you can't read copy off of the page like everybody else, you can't do this. It's not going to happen. Go home. Now, now that brings up an interesting question. Do you st- obviously? I'm assuming you still have to do auditions for certain parts. Oh yeah. Now, is that yeah, something yeah. you have to physically go down there, or do you send in uh, a demo, or how does that work for you now? Well, these. 
these days, it was back then. You were really going into the offices, and whoever your agent was, you'd audition right there in front of them, and they'd record it and mail it off to the uh, client. Uh, but as technology started to evolve, it was really a lifesaver. I mean, really a, a lifesaver and career saver for me. Um, I mean, when I was 21, MP3ing something to someone wasn't really done. Right. Um, it wasn't really usable technology. The, the dial-up internet was just too darn slow. So the first thing that helped me was the internet speeds uh, doubled, tripled, quadrupled, and I was able to work in my own studio with my own huge print fonts. But as I got into my mid 20s, my eyesight crapped out even more. I mean, it never stops; it just keeps getting worse and worse. Um, mid 20s, I was no longer able to read even the largest font, and that's when I actually decided to come up with this ear prompter thing that I use now. If I can't see, if I can't see anything, I mean, I've only got a couple other uh, senses left. I figured, well, let's try the uh, the hearing thing. So I would have the computer read the copy to me, and for the first like year, I was doing it. I knew there was potential. I knew that it would be possible. But if you have a computer in your ear talking to you and giving you copy, yeah, that, that's and you're a... trying to spit it back and not just recite it, but feel it, emote it, really deliver it. It's extraordinarily difficult. But uh, I worked yeah, really hard at it because as my eyesight got worse and worse, I was, you know, quickly realizing this is my only option here. I better make it work. Yeah, that, that's it. I know probably about the only person that might be able to do it in this room is probably Phil because I, I don't even think I'd be brave enough to even try it. You know what's funny? And, and this is Phil talking that uh, obviously on a much smaller scale. And even though my Spanish is bad, but when Mike and I used to be <laughs> medical interpreters, that's what you would do. You would listen to somebody in one ear and talk to the doctor in the other. So when I was listening to him do it, I oh, was, is that why my medical records always got screwed right, up? Right, right, right. Because right. you're special <laughs> But that's why, you know, I was just saying, I mean, but, but listening to Pete, and I, I saw the one video where, like you said, you're listening to it. All I had to do is recite it. That's one thing. But what Pete had to do was put the emotion behind it, the timing, slow it down. That, that, that's an art. That's a specialty right there. Now, Pete, how do you get the copy into your program or, or your machine? I work on a, on a, a, a PC. I'm a PC. And uh, it comes in through an email. And... I've got a reader program that'll tell me, you know, you have an email from, tells me who it is, and then I, I copy all the text and put it into a simple MS Word document where, this is my big secret too, because I went through so many different <laughs> voices when I decided I was going to do this. I bought the most expensive, realistic, awesome voices that were on the market, and the problem was the more realistic they were, you know, in a world where one man has to save the human race, you know, if you have a realistic voice and it's saying it realistically in a world where one man has to save the human race, <laughs> I would start to talk just like, like that stupid voice. <laughs> so what I did is I reverted to the 1994-1995 first text-to-speech voice that uh, IBM ever came out with, and it was so god-awful that I wouldn't ever make the mistake of repeating after it. I just need to get the information into my head and then recite it the way that I needed to. Now, Pete, we're, we're coming down to the segment here, but before before we actually go to commercial, how can people reach you? How can people find you? More importantly, how can people hire you? You can uh, find everything about me. I just redid uh, uh, my whole website, PeteGustin.com, P-E-T-E-G-U-S-T-I-N.com, examples of my work. Uh, examples of the press, people like you and a bunch of other interested folks, to my surprise, have been wanting to talk to me about this silly little career I have, and it's all up there on PeteGustin.com. All right, awesome. Now, if you don't mind, can we do a click-through from our website to your website, put you right on our homepage? 
Absolutely. That'd be great. All right. Perfect. And again, uh, Pete, thank you for calling in. Uh, we'd love to do it again. Uh, everybody, that was Pete Gustin. This is the Three Guys Rant here on NBC News Radio KCAA 1050 AM, and we'll be back. Hi, I'm Paul Lane, host of the KCAA Morning Show, and I'd like to take a few seconds to tell you about Paul and Burst. You may not know, but I've been confined to a wheelchair for over 20 years, and I've always looked for ways to increase my energy, mental clarity, and just feel good. Well, I found it in Pollen Burst. It's natural, delicious, and easy to take. And I think you should try some too. To find out more, email me at paul at kcaaradio.com. That's paul at kcaaradio.com. Hey, join me so we can burst together. What's up, everyone? Sports Guru here. Sick of looking at the same old boring websites? Well, check out thenewsportsguru.com for all the hottest training videos and all the biggest sports news. Become a VIP for only $4.99 and get premium access to everything the Sports Guru has to offer. The beautiful Gurus Girls, all my biggest sports picks, and much more. So get off that porn site and check out thenewsportsguru.com. Are we, right. back? Are we back? Uh, apparently, when you know in the hell did we turn into the Art LeBeau show? What's funny is how Alan has updated all of the intros and outros, and that'll, that's going to teach me not to pay attention at the next uh, pre-production meeting. No, 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 because he's updated everybody else's show, and he's degraded the music to this show. But I like it. It's better than the stuff we've been playing for the last year. So continue. So degraded, huh? Degraded. All right. Degraded, demoted. All right. Somewhere online or somewhere in the, uh, the world, John Kudis. There he is. If you're streaming live, you're going to see our little buddy from down under on the screen right about now. Why, why do we got to go? Why do we gotta start with the little buddy? <laughs> John, what's up with that, man? I have absolutely no idea whatsoever. <laughs> he sounds like the machine that Pete uses right now, man. <laughs> you know what? If we weren't on an FCC approved station, John would be having plenty of words for you right now. John, did, did, you, did you have a chance to listen to the last interview with Pete Gustin? Yes, I did. I did indeed, and what a great voice he has. Well, you're not too bad uh, yourself, my friend. <laughs> well, thank you. Now, now, I would put you in the erotica section, completely different section, but that's another story altogether. Wow. You want to wow. see the room so you and John can spend some quality time together? Is that what you want? <laughs> Should we dim the lights? Wow. You know what? Could you? <laughs> <laughs> For a good time, go one 800 guy. <laughs> see, hey, you John, see how so, that double five just rolled I, right off. I know you wanted to call in, and you want today. You know, it was funny because John wanted to pick a topic, and you said you wanted to talk about Pistorius. Are you guys getting a lot of that over there on the TV? Too much. You know what's funny is we do it. Anytime it's that sensationalized, we get a ton of it. But what's funny mm -hmm. is we always joke here in America. I think it had more to do with the fact that his girlfriend was smoking hot. If she well, was she a great sort. Oh, yeah. If she'd been butt ugly like Arvin, nobody would have given a rat's ass. She's the type of where you go, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, come on. If you if you had to guess from the gut, I mean, what do you think? Did he do it? Did he not do it? Oh, uh, look. I, there's even speculation now that he's came out and actually 
fired a gun in a loaded restaurant and tried to get one of his mates to take the blame. Right, I you know, heard that. And there, there's so much speculation, but I mean, it's, it's just got to go down the O.J. Simpson style. Hey, I was going to say, you know, man. There was oh, too oh, much media and they couldn't get an outcome. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. I mean, you know, we got to have some sympathy yeah. for the brother. He's got no legs. So? <laughs> I was waiting for that one. Apparently the police wanted to put him on home detention, <laughs> but they couldn't put the ankle bracelet on him. <laughs> to put it around his neck. Well, <laughs> you know, think... but they've, come up, they've come up with some better technology to keep him at home. They put a cattle grid at each front door. <laughs> but you know harsh. what? It's, it's not... Uh... I mean, it's 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 not being disputed whether he did it or not. It was disputed is whether he did it like in the in the way he claims well, that he thought it was this uh, right, right, or self defense, right? Well, how can it be self defense? Well, she was locked in a bathroom for goodness' sake. And well, what about his defense when the the poor neighbor was on on the uh, on the bench or in the box? He's saying to her, "Are you sure it was a lady's voice?" Because I do know that Oscar's voice, when he's threatened, he does squeal like a girl. <laughs> Are you serious? Hey, you know, when sometimes... they took away his legs, they rip his nuts out as well. It's <laughs> oh, serious here, people. <laughs> I killed somebody. Hey, hey, hey! Allegedly, even even in South Africa, you're innocent until proven guilty. Come on. Uh, fair enough. Well, I mean, what you want to do? Go to jail for 25 years and come out and be president? Isn't that how they do it over there? This is true. This is true. Well, that's oh, a low blow. No. That's blowing low. What? We're talking about, uh, what's his name? Oh, Arvin. <laughs> Along, Mandela? I was going to say Obama, but I knew that wasn't right. But <laughs> <laughs> I had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Mandela, and uh, what, a, what a great, humbled human being. Probably one of the, in fact, the most humble I've ever met in my life. And, I, and not am I ever putting Oz in the in the same bracket as Mr. Mandela. You know, it's just a very strange thing that he's done over there. Well, you know, and I also had a question for you. Um, d down where you're at, I, I went to ask you, because I know we haven't talked since the Olympics, but um, what, how many, I couldn't even remember, but how many Olympics, Olympians did Australia send? Uh, I think not very many. I think you can probably count them on both hands. <laughs> okay, because I... we did break we did break a few records, and we had the the first woman in Australia that's gone from Summer Olympics to Winter Olympics in uh, Indiana Pittman, who was a, a track athlete who then went to join the bobsled. Okay, her, uh, yeah, her and Lola Jones did that. Who Lola Jones from uh, from America? She she also Rob, did the same thing. Australian athletes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. He's like, who cares about Americans? We're talking about Australians <laughs> right now, man. Shut your trap. <laughs> yeah, look, I was... Did, well, how did you guys feel about the Olympics? I, uh, I think they were a little bit disheartened. There was a lot of speculation with the, the, the tracks and the snow tracks and the, and the, uh, the high pipes and things like that, that. They should have been a lot better than what they were. Those, those, yeah, those, those were horrible conditions, man. Those, those were nowhere near... Olympian standards for them to so be doing do all that. For that. Do we blame the people that went over to inspect it? Do we blame the people that built it? Where where does the buck stop? Well, if we're gonna blame anybody, I usually go for the the uh, scapegoat in the office and say it was Julio. But <laughs> I, I know I know he wasn't out in Russia. 
Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard because you're talking about Mother Nature. I mean, they can make it perfect, but if it starts to snow, oh, what, 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 what can you do? Mother Nature, my my backside, Mother Nature. Are you serious? Hey, I, 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 well, you know what's funny though is what we need to do for the next Olympics is start an ice company. We have I, one. I, it's, I was it's reading. In Vernon. They brought in like what twenty five or thirty guys whose only job. At an astronomical cost, like you know, several million dollars, was to water the ice and then and then put salt on it. Put salt, right. monitor the the hills, the snowpack. I mean, that's that's spectacular. And if you ever notice, they're always they were always in the background doing something. So it's not like they were just sitting there. Well, Mother Nature, though, but how do you control it? Right? How do you control something that's out of your control? So apparently, John doesn't agree with that. Well, you know, no, look, I'm not, I'm not talking about Mother Nature here. I'm talking about the construction. Of these things beforehand, before Mother Nature disrupted a few things and whatever else, I'm talking about, you know, the size of the pipes and the angle of the of the downslopes and things like that. They weren't up to specifications that they should be, and something needs to be taken ahead of that. Now, if that is the case, then yes, that that is some BS. But may, maybe I'm wrong. But I don't ever remember hearing any complaints about indoor sports. It was all the outdoor stuff: the skiing, the half pipe. Uh, all that stuff. I don't remember hearing anything all else. Right, then, all right. All right. Mate, let's go a little bit further now. Let's go to figure skating. <laughs> all right. And we're looking at uh, at the young South Korean girl that should have won the gold medal, but it was awarded to the young, I think, what's she, 17-year-old Russian girl. John, 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 John. That, are are you a, saying there was some favoritism uh, going on? Are you talking conspiracy, John? Because, you know, they've already debunked it. Just because there was three Russian judges – Two Russian consulate members on the oversight committee, and a third Russian who oversaw the whole program. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't know all that. that I, that's I, I, conspiracy no, right on. there, man. Why, why you gotta be like that? Well, look, I, I'm gonna get off the fence because I hate getting splinters in my bum, and I'm gonna say <laughs> yes, there was. That poor South Korean girl was absolutely heartbroken. She did plenty enough to win that gold medal, and it should have been awarded to her. And there were a lot of commentators. Worldwide commentators that would agree with me. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I did see the program and I agree with you. Um, but they say that in in uh, what is it, ice skating or ice dancing, whatever that particular category was, they say it's commonplace for those countries to pick their people. That's just ridiculous, isn't it? I think why don't we get neutral judges on there when when American uh, an American skater is out there, there are no American judges. And when there's, you know, a Canadian skater, there's no judges at all. So I think, um, you know. John, that... <laughs> I, I got the silver lining for you. I got two options. One is right, one is, one is FIFA, which is around the corner. And then yeah. we got the Special Olympics coming. How the hell is that yep. option? <laughs> Those are options. He's talking about fixing the ice skating program, and you're telling him to go look at soccer or football? Or Special Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing? It's just he's very, he's very excited because this is the first time he's actually participating in the Special Olympics. <laughs> they finally let him in. I think he might be he might be competing himself at the Special Olympics. Don't you think? I am. Yeah. I actually am. What is Gary Twinkie eating? Oh, Twinkie eating. Do you see Twinkie eating? <laughs> Twinkie eating, brother. Twinkie. Hey, John. We've only got about a minute and a half left, but I wanted to ask you, how was your last trip? Where'd you go? My last was fantastic, boys. Uh, I've been to America. I'm sorry, not to American. I was like, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think you just let the cat the, out the, of the, the bag, truth, John. The truth came out. Wow. Yeah. Oh, there you go. What part That's of America funny. were you in, John? 
If I had a foot right now, it'd be stuck right in my mouth. <laughs> well, I, if you were here now, I know where my foot would be right now. <laughs> I don't know if my bum's big enough to take your foot, is it? I think it was huge. Oh. And look, I was in China, and I do a lot of work in China, as you know, but the, the day is coming closer, boys. We leave here on uh, the 25th of April, and uh, we touch down at 6.30 in the morning on the 25th of April at LAX, and we've got a, a few days there in town to uh, get over the flight and see a few things before we do our trip right around the country, going down towards south and over to the south coast on the west side, uh, and then up into New York and, and coming back out uh, the top side, the north the north border there, then back down into uh, LA again. And I cannot wait to get on that desk with you boys. And <laughs> right here, man. <laughs> right here, friend of Phil. John, John, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And, and trust me, I understand. I understand how just the average Joe can confuse America for China. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, give me a break. That's the first stuff up I've made. Man, <laughs> so, you know, all right. We were just talking to John Travolta, and we, uh, you know, appreciate his uh, snub there. John, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, boys. I'll see you soon, eh? Take right. care. Everybody, this is, three, this is the Three Guys Rant on NBC News Radio, KCAA 1050. We'll be back. A superior tequila has arrived. A tequila that never compromises integrity for mass production. Taste the heart of Mexico in every bottle. For superior tequila, there's only number one. Number one tequila. Been in an accident? Then you need your vehicle professionally repaired. That's exactly what you get when you bring your vehicle to Greg's Auto Body Repair. Three quotes within minutes. We will provide everything you need for a hassle-free auto body repair, from an accurate estimate to working with your insurance company. We will get your vehicle to its pre-accident condition as soon as possible. Greg's Auto Body has been serving Los Angeles County and local cities since 1970. Call us at 562-789-1300. Hey, bro, this is a good game. You know what would make it better? What, bro? A michelada. A michelada? What's a michelada? A michelada is somewhere in the middle of a Mexican Bloody Mary and a Mexican Margarita. Oh, I got you covered, bro. You got a cup in your pocket? No, sir. I got my pocket-sized michelada. Mucho macho michelada. Pocket-sized? Pocket-sized, so you can take it with you anywhere you go. Where'd you get that at? At the nearest convenience store, and you can also buy it at muchomachomichelada.com. You know what will make it better? After we get drunk, if they had a line, we can call. We can call their drunk line. You can leave a message and then log on to the site and listen to your stupidity afterwards. What's that number? It's 855-MICHE69. What's that number again? 855-MICHE69. Awesome. Mucho macho michelada. Looking for a delicious, fresh family meal that's ready when you are and easy on your budget? Welcome to Piara Pizza. We make our pizzas with handmade dough, 100% real cheese, and tomato sauce blended with our own spices. Nothing is ever frozen. We always have large pepperoni and cheese pizzas fresh and waiting for you for only $5. Or choose one of our specialty pizzas. We have veggie, meat lovers, supreme, and Hawaiian. 
Add an order of our amazing hot wings, cheesy bread, or breadsticks. Our locations are ultra-modern, ultra-clean, and open seven days a week. Visit any one of our locations today. Or check us out on the web at www.piarapizza.com. Piara Pizza. Fresh, hot, and ready for you when you come in. Stop in for your Piara Pizza today. Cut my diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies, and I'm not proud of my address. In a torn up town, no postcode envy, but every song's like gold teeth, gray goose dripping in the back. Are we good? Are we good? All right. This is the Three Guys Rent on NBC News Radio, KCAA, 10.50 a.m. I love the music, but good Lord, I never know when the mics go on. I think uh, our engineer doesn't want to hear your voice anymore. Man. I think because he's so, turning up the volume. Yeah, but can you, can you blame him? Now, let me ask you a question. Did you know what yesterday was? Yesterday was, uh, what, Tuesday? <laughs> You're a freaking moron. <laughs> what? So you have no idea what yesterday was? Yeah, the day well, after Monday. Well, every <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's Thursday, today's Wednesday. Right. But so what's your point? But today, well, every day that we come in, we say it's Fat Wednesday, Fat Thursday, Fat Friday. Yeah, it's Fat Tuesday. But for that's, you, it's, it's Fat every day. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Why, why do you have to call it Fat Tuesday? Because for for us, every day is Fat something or other. So it's it's uh you know it's time to go down to Mardi Gras. Or actually, I guess it ended yesterday. I'm a, I'm a little behind. But uh, today's being Ash Wednesday. I wish I would have remembered that yesterday was Fat Tuesday. Hey, what's up with you, man? I don't see no ashes in your forehead, you heathen. Aren't you supposed to go get blessed? And I'm waiting till I get home. I'm waiting till I get home. I got dirt in the backyard. I don't need to go to church. You yeah, just, that's true. You, you just bless it, put a little water in there, and, and put it on your forehead. That's right. You know, as a matter of fact, come to the house afterwards. I'll put it you on know, It's you. funny. I was working uh, in a predominantly Latino neighborhood today making some visits and i see all these people walk around with something on their forehead i'm like, what the hell is wrong with all these morons man like, no they look in the mirror before they leave the house <laughs> you know but it's like oh crap all right now i know oh what it is God, i oh. swear I, I don't know what to do with you sometimes what, what, what are people i mean okay ash wednesday what what does that mean is, is this the beginning of lent or is, is it the the uh the f it, it the it, end what, what it's i don't the know beginning of lent so, so people are supposed to give up something right for lent right you know what I'm giving up for Lent? What? Lent. All right. So I'm for 40 days, I'm not talking about Lent. For 40 days, I'm not going to clean the Lent from my belly button. So I'm going <laughs> to do Lent for Lent. All right. Hopefully by the end of 40 days, we can, uh, you know. What, make, can, make some socks? Yeah, maybe some socks or some With gloves all the or something, man. Lent? That's right. So, so that, means, that means no more meat on Fridays. Yeah, right. Which means that with any luck. Filet fish is ninety nine cents at McDonald's. Nah, on man, they, they, they jacked it up. Now it's a, like a buck fifty nine, man. Can't that was their whole that, gimmick. It was ninety nine cents Filet fish Fridays. Right, not anymore. You know what? We're pulling them as a sponsor. Give them a call. We're cutting them out. We're cutting them out. That's right. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about. I don't know if you've heard about this, and I briefly heard about it, but I don't know how much truth is in it. There is um, a petition. There we go. I'm glad I remember because I can remember the word. There's a petition going around. That's a pretty difficult word right there. So I don't use go it ahead. much, man. It's, it's not part of my A to Z. There's a petition going around to where they're trying to make opening day a national holiday for opening baseball. Day for baseball, okay. Right. 
What what do you think? It's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. How many people do you know actually go to work on opening on opening day? I know lots a of lot. Pe- I know lots lot. of people. But, uh, more that, people they get sick all work. of a sudden. Okay, more people go to work than go to opening day. All right. <sighs> I don't know about that. Come on, man. <laughs> Maybe the Mexicans it's you know are a little math. more motivated than the ones I know. Nah, man. It's just that's stupid. Isn't it okay? So if that's the case, why don't they make the uh, the Monday after Super Bowl a holiday because everybody's hungover and no, a lot no, of people no, no, miss no. work because because baseball is is a national pastime. Yeah, of where? Of America. Have you seen the attendances to some of the stadiums? I mean, that's my point. It's opening day though. Opening day is always the one that's different. So, what are your thoughts on a petition going around trying to make uh, opening day a national holiday? I like it. Thank you. I really do, and, and I agree with Arvin, which really stresses me out when I agree with Arvin. But when I read it, it made sense. It's one of the oldest American pastimes, for lack of a better term. Now, it's rooted in heritage, and I like the fact that if they did make it a holiday, because look, n- nothing against all these other people, like you know, Washington, Lincoln. Yeah, we have these birthdays. Somebody's gonna yell at me because I said MLK. They're like baseball. We don't need no stinking baseball. But that's the whole thing. I I think that you know opening day. Yeah, I think it should be a holiday. Now, if we if we follow what Canada's doing, the whole country came to a screeching halt the other day during the uh, the hockey uh, finals in in the Olympics. I mean, I think there was even ca- cameras in a, in I don't know if it's called Congress or not, but in the room where is it Rob Ford? The mayor, yeah, he he stopped and he starts jumping around and everything else when they won. So I would say, why not? Why not? If if it's gonna make everybody a little bit happier and bring people closer together, if it's for the one day, and then after they get pissed off leaving Dodger Stadium because they can't get out for ninety minutes and then they want to stab the guy next to him, you know what? The ninety minutes before that, yeah, but let's go ahead and do it. Yeah, but when does it stop? I mean, if if Major League Baseball gets through with this, the NFL is gonna want to no, do no, something. No, 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 I didn't say football. I, mean, I didn't say basketball. No, no, I didn't say none of that. I said they're that. gonna want to do the same I thing. I said the country's yeah, but time. you know what though? In all fairness, first of all, football is on the weekend. It is bigger than baseball. Yeah, but it, it's not. It's not a pastime though. <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, I, I prefer football over baseball any day. I think the stupidest sport on the planet is basketball. So they should never get anything. But baseball, except for millions. I, I like the fact you know that they play outside. I agree with Darwin about it being more of a familial experience. Um, I, I think it well, is. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty smart. I don't remember saying all I that. I think I agree that I, I would like to see opening day be a universal holiday or even a flex holiday. Okay, fine. Don't make it a national one where everybody has to pay and it becomes all this. But it should be a flex holiday. One of those, you know, in this country, you have the option without any penalty about taking that day off. No, there's no penalties if, if you call in sick, other than if your boss sees you on the on the TV screen. Yeah, and that's that's a huge. Pl- or what happens if you happen to get seats to where your boss is five seats over, man? Then what do you do? Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I'll see you right. tomorrow. I mean, you know. So who knows, man? Who knows? Um, you, you know what's funny? Uh, I, I think I would sign it, and I I think I've been to one opening day in my entire life. Oh, it's that important to you that it should be a holiday, but you because been to I gotta one. work. Because I gotta yeah. work. Okay. Anyways, you know it's it's kind of sports related, but I, there was a basketball game on, and you know how they have um in the different arenas they had the the kids cam, you know, right? Well, there's a timeout or something, you know. Even at Dodger Stadium, they do the kids cam. This guy apparently, he they put the cam on these two on this couple, right? She was smoking hot. The dude wasn't ugly, but I knew he figured okay. She's smoking hot. Chances know, are, I, I want to. P- I already know where this is going. Did you see that? No, no, no. But no, I'm no. hoping you go where I think you're going. No, no. What happened was they put the kids cam cam on him, and everybody's 
pointing at him, letting no one. He opens his pocket and pulls out a sign and opens it and says, she's my sister. So this guy <laughs> went to the game prepared knowing that because of his smoking hot sister, they may put the kiss cam on him. Yeah, I didn't, so he had a little sign. <laughs> so the crowd went wild, dude. So talk yeah. about being prepared, man. Yeah. I, I didn't see that one coming. I thought you were going to say that they weren't even together. He's like, screw it. I'm taking advantage of making hot, making out with this hot dog. No, man. It was funny because the guy thought about that. Amazing, man. I don't know. Now, yeah. you know, let me ask you something. How crappy... You know, obviously, if you're going to commit suicide, I'm not making fun of people who are that depressed are going to commit suicide. Um, but how crappy does your life have to be if you try to kill yourself by climbing into the tiger enclosure at a zoo? Man, that that's already sounds like a painful way to die. Well, that, that no, wouldn't, that it wouldn't, wouldn't be. That wouldn't be on my top, it would be. top 100. But the tigers reject you. They don't attack you. <laughs> Not even scratch nothing. <laughs> yeah, they scratched him. They were pulling him by his shirt, and they were able to go in there, you know, and uh, put the tigers down, you know, with tranquilizers <laughs> to get the guy out. But was, was he <laughs> able to, after the scare wore off, was he able to get in his car and go home? <laughs> yes. Oh, so they really didn't no, do nothing. No, they didn't do anything to him, man. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so it's one of those things. I mean, it's what do you do after that? It's like your life is so crappy. You want to be eaten by tigers, and they won't touch you. So you're such a failure, you fail at killing yourself. Right. Where do you go from that, there? <laughs> you go to church or something, man. You that that happened to a guy in China, by the way, man. It's it's. Can that can, can tigers sense the the negativity you've been carrying around? Maybe the tigers didn't like Chinese. Maybe he smelled a little funny. Maybe if he was Mexican, maybe the tigers like Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's not racist at all, man. All that's right. not racist at all. I'm just saying, man. But anyways, uh, the engineer is letting me know we got a caller here. Call, are you with us? Hello. Hello? Yes. Well, hello. This is Linda Gross. Linda, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Now, for anybody listening, this is Linda Gross, and you're, uh, you're, you're a writer of books. I mean, how else can I, can I better describe you? Yes, that's, that's exactly right. I'm a writer, speaker. <laughs> now, now, and I know, I know, we got a couple minutes here. We we got about three minutes. Um, I, I was looking forward to the call because, she, in my opinion, she's unlike most other women. She's an advocate for men being men. Now, does that does that include all all the the entire spectrum, everywhere from being a successful businessman to uh, getting women in bed? It certainly does. Yes. It, it applied. It applies to all races, colors, creeds, nationalities, re religion, all of it. All men. All, anyone that has testosterone. Now I love that because most women are just ball busters and want the complete opposite of that. Yep, I feel that they've been ball busting for forty years now, and to me, I, I'm saying it's, it's enough is enough. Now so what, I'm, here to, I'm here to give a, the voice back to men. What what is, what is the name of the book? How can people how can people find it? Where can they buy it? Yeah, they can find it on Amazon, and they would just type in "Mastering Women," "Mastering Women" on Amazon. Now, is that the only book you've written? I have a couple of other books, but that's that's the primary book that I'm promoting right now. Okay, and, and I have a little mini book that's for business called "The C Factor." And I will have one uh, coming up for the teens, um, and that's coming up probably in a couple of months. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you, you are all for men being men, but but you do you do specify that uh, 
you don't you don't recommend be, men being cocky, being arrogant, being players, or none of that stuff. So so you're talking about men actually being men and not not just being ignorant. Right. The way that I define it is right now I find that men are on two sides of the spectrum. They're either cocky and arrogant, which is on one end, or they're resigned and they're sitting in the corner saying, woe is me, and waiting for the girl to hit on them. Both of these men are operating from a place of fear. So when, when you see someone who is cocky and arrogant, that's really fear. Because somebody who is a man for real wouldn't have to play those games. That's See, right. Armin, I told who, you, man. Somebody, somebody who is authentic already is a man. Now, uh, and I'll give you, I'll give you a parallel example. Say for so, someone that's already beautiful, she doesn't have to run around saying, "Oh, I'm beautiful." Somebody who's rich, somebody who's educated, somebody who's smart, they don't have to run around boasting. You know, here's my IQ, and you know, here's how much money I have in the bank. They just are. Okay, so I want to bring men back to balance. I want to bring men back to their authentic self. All right, Lynette, I know we're coming down here to, to the segment. We, we'd love to have you uh, call back in and talk in more detail. But how can people find you? What, what's, uh, what's your Twitter? What's your Facebook? Yeah, go on my website, which is themensadvocate.com. That's themensadvocate.com. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, and the initials are DT4M, that's short for Dating Tips for Men, the number four, DT4M. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, DT Linda Gross. All right, Linda, thank you very much for calling in. And again, everybody, that is another another episode of the Three Guys Rant here on NBC News Radio, KCAA, 1050 AM. And make sure to check us out. <laughs>